0: Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, I'm going to pray real fast, uh, and then we'll start. So, Jesus, Lord God, would you be here, Father God? Um, Jesus, would you speak through me? Lord God, I pray for everybody here. Um, I just pray for their hearts, that you will um, make their hearts good soil, Father, that you, would, uh, that you would make them open their hearts, open their minds, help them to see themselves uh, rightly, and help them to see you rightly, too, God. Um, We love you, Lord. You never pray. Amen. Cool. Well, I'm excited you guys are here. We're wrapping up. So most of you guys know that we are in a series, right? Okay. And the series was what? Relationships. And this is the last night. Well, that's cool. I mean, we get to go to something else new, right? That's pretty cool. Um, So this is the last night. We're going to talk about fellowship, right? Okay. And when you guys think about fellowship... This is probably what you guys think of. Friendship. And then this too, okay? That's, that's a bunch of fellows on a ship, right? And so that's pretty much what you guys going to think about when you think about friendship. But it's more than that, right? It's more than just this. You can take that down because that's the weirdest picture I've ever seen. Um, easily, easily the weirdest picture I've ever seen. second weirdest one, is this a, uh, like a, stock picture, but it legit looks like Katie and kind of looks like me. So it's really weird. Like how do they get this picture? Uh, it's very creepy. Um, so this is cool. So we're going to talk about friendship. I'm going to use these terms interchangeably fellowship, friendship, and community tonight. Right. And Kyle, if we talk about real devotional life, real responsibility and real relationships, real community. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So I'm excited y'all. This is something, that I sometimes put as, like, the most important thing of all time. Um, So I'm actually really excited to talk about this. Uh, So we're going to start. I'm going to say, what are some examples of friends that you guys think of? So I asked some of my friends, some of my dearest friends, what they thought, and these were some of the ones they came up with. Maybe. Yeah. So there we go. These were kind of mine, actually. Fox and the Hound. Right. It's really sad if you've seen it. If you haven't, you don't know what I'm talking about Lord of the Rings, uh, Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon and then Band of Brothers. And then these are some other ones. And these are what some of my friends told me, Cat Dog, (laughs) Uh, SpongeBob, Forrest Gump and Bubba. Right. Like this is like true friendship. Right. And when you think about this, um, all these guys, except for maybe I think they're just one person, I've never actually seen it. Um, they, I don't think they really like each other, but all these guys have gone through something together, right? Like they've all either gone through something like they've grown together, like fighting with each other and then coming through that, or they have fought against like us against the world, right? Like all these guys have done that. So keep that in mind as we talk about friendship. That is what we're talking about. So the Bible in Proverbs 17, 17, it says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. I think this verse is awesome. One, it talks about friendship in a really interesting way, but also it's kind of like a joke. It's like basically my translation of this is like a friend loves at all times, and a brother is there when he has to be, right? Like your family is like always going to be there, but they might not be the person that you really want to be around, or they like may not really want to be around you, right? Anybody? Okay, cool. I'm lucky. I have the coolest brother in the world, I mean, yeah. And so I, like, want to be his friend. Hopefully he wants to be my friend. Um, I don't know if he does all the time, but I think he does. But when we talk about friend family, they didn't, they didn't necessarily choose you. They're just your family, right? Friendship is someone who chose you, right? Someone who chose you. Friends bring an element to your life that all other types of relationships that we've talked about do not, okay? Romantic love, love. Um, Family in like a, a lot of cultures you could say like neighbors or like your culture. Like if you're from another country, you know what I'm saying. These relationships are are outside of friendship. And so friendship brings something that all these other ones don't. Every culture this is kind of funny. I'm like not mad about this. I just think it's funny that it ended up this way. This sermon is the last one in the series. Friendship was the last one in the series, and it's always the one that's kind of forgot about. Because friendship is not necessary okay it's not necessary in two ways biologically and sociologically okay you can get to the end of your life without having a single friend right as a as a species right you can it's kind of sad but as a species we can exist we can we can move on without having friendship right all we need is like a mate reproduce humans go on right and um sociologically we don't really need friends either. Our culture will move on, right? It's kind of scary how it's going already. Um <laughs> but we don't need friends to 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 live as a, as a, as a people. Does this make sense? Just see what I'm saying? Yes, no. Okay. If you do, I hope you do. Um so if you guys are not on board with this, that is actually sort of average, sadly, okay? Friendship is forgot about a lot of times we say few value friendship because so few people experience what it really is, okay? Few value friendship because so few people experience what it really is. Friendship is the least natural of all the loves, okay? All relationships, friendship is the least natural. If we look at ourselves as nothing more than biology, then we have no need for friends, okay? Okay? And if you are that way, you are probably very sad. <laughs> so, C.S. Lewis, I y'all I'm, y'all are going to be tired of hearing about this guy tonight. Uh, he wrote a book called The Four Loves. Does, ev- does everybody have it? Yeah. Everybody. Sweet. If you don't have it, go buy it. I was going to bring one, but I couldn't find one. So, C.S. Lewis, The Four Loves, it's awesome. But this is what he says in it. He says, friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy or art. Everyone that's a philosophy major just got mad, and art majors also got mad. Uh, It has no survival value. They're, like, seething now. Uh, Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival. Okay? That's why friendship is important. In a busy culture like ours, you will probably end up dating someone. You probably will end up marrying someone. You'll have family, right? But you don't necessarily... Automatically have friends. These are relationships that you have to fight for. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys why friendship is so important to me, and it started my freshman year in college. Yep, that's right, my freshman year in college. I in a lo- a long time ago in a completely different country called Texas. I attended this university and I met a man named. Rob Aiken and there's a picture of us. It's kind of dark. But that's what we looked like. I looked like a surfer. We weren't at the beach, we were just at a volleyball court. <laughs> um and this guy, y'all, this is like I can't wait to tell you all about him. He is he's still one of my greatest friends. And this guy So we we were in small group together, and we shared a lot of, like, similar experiences. Uh, we both, he was a year older than me, um, but we both basically gave our lives to Jesus. Um, about the same semester, we went through LTC together. We became small group leaders together. And so sophomore year, we moved in to a two-bedroom apartment, but there were three of us, okay? So do the math, right? Guess who shared a room? Me and Rob, okay? Y'all, we were, like, annoyingly, like, connected and so if you invited him you knew I was going to be coming and if you invited me you knew just like all right Rob's Rob will be here too um we like the same stuff we like the same games we like the same sports we kind of like got under people's skin the same way so it was like two on one all the time against our one roommate like we'd sing songs about him like while he was in the room um y'all it was awesome and and we you know we were both like Cowboys fans um, we both liked. <laughs> we both played the same sports. Thank you, Max. Um, we both played the same sports. We were both like decently, like pretty much the same size. He was a little more athletic than me. Um, but, but everything we did together, we didn't have the same. So I was like, what didn't we do together? We didn't have the same major, so we didn't go to class together, but literally every other minute we were basically together. And so when we shared this room, I built a I built a loft bed, so kinda like, just think like the top bunk of a bunk bed, and I built that, put my mattress up there, and then he put his mattress, or his bed under that. So basically, even when we slept, we were only like four or five feet apart from each other. Y'all, it was annoying. Um, You can ask a lot of people. Um, But we weren't always getting along, okay? We weren't always getting along. You're like, man, I always had a best friend, but this is what it looks like too. So I mentioned we're about the same size, I, if you know me well, you've seen me grow through this, I'm continuing to grow. My mouth has always gotten me in a lot of trouble. Um, and so with Rob, I would mouth off to him and he wasn't taking it. And so I remember one day I'm like sitting on the couch, just got home. I say something to him. He like throws something across the room. And he's like, I've had enough of this. And I'm like, me too. And so we like wrestle. We're like getting after it. Like, we're so mad at each other. And we're just like th- we like neither one of us is significantly bigger than the other. So we're just like throwing both of us across the room, like into walls. We like ruin this apartment. Oh, don't tell anybody. Um we put calendars up to like <laughs> cover up the walls and the holes. <laughs> um so so Rob's like, you know, what, I've had enough of this. And he like storms off to his room. And then I'm like, you know what? Me too. And I like storm off to our room. And it's like, I just, I'm so sick of you. And so I like sitting there I'm like, this is so dumb. He's like three feet like below me. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm hungry. So I like go outside and some of my friends are there. So I'm like, Hey, do y'all want to go get dinner? and they're like, yeah, let's go here, and I'm like, okay, well, let me go ask Rob if he wants to come eat, and he's like, hey, man, yeah, sure, I'll eat with you guys, and so it's always that way, like, our relationship was constantly, like, there was tension, and then there was, like, 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 restoration, right? There was tension, and then there was restoration, and what I'm talking about, this is, like, the realest type of friendship, y'all. There's a few ways that the Bible describes love, okay? Two of them, Love, you could love pancakes. You could love your dog. You could love your mom, right? So love is a weird word. Two ways that the Bible describes love. One is phileo. I think we're going to, oh, this is like another picture. Uh, You don't have to show it. It's just us. We were both each other's best man at our wedding. So we love each other, but this is what it looks like. All right, that's that's enough of that. (laughs) Phileo, okay? And, And hear this rightly, okay? Phileo is essentially brotherly love or like friendly love. Love that you have towards all mankind. If you're not a crazy person who wants to kill everybody, then you probably have phileo towards most people, okay? Agape is completely different, okay? And this is what matters. Agape is what I'm talking about tonight. This is real friendship love. Agape love is the love that God has for us so that we have it for other people, okay? You may have heard this before. This second sentence is like what I want you guys to get out of this. Agape is unselfishly choosing For the highest good of God and his kingdom. Okay? Unselfishly choosing for the highest good of God and his kingdom. So the difference there is like pretty stark. Right? It's like one is like a feeling. I like you because you like basketball. Right? And I do too. Or whatever. Agape is an unselfish choice. I may not feel like loving Rob at this moment. But I'm going to choose to. I'm going to say, I'm going to put everything else away and I'm going to love you. Does that make sense? Okay. So... We're going to get into this. Y'all, this is awesome. So, tonight, I'm going to talk about friendship. Jordan mentioned this last week, which is awesome. I'm going to unpack it a little bit. He mentioned what we call the four C's, okay? The four C's are really easy because there's just four of them, and they all start with C. Time to wake up. Um, (laughs) So, that's easy, right? The four C's. The first one I'm going to talk about is called Common understanding. Okay? This is the basis of all relationships, guys. This is it. Like, Not even just friendships. Like, If you know someone, you have to have this. It means the same goal or interest. So, C.S. Lewis, I'm going to borrow from him again. He says this. Friendship has to start with something, even if it's just dominoes. Those who have nothing can share nothing. Those who are going nowhere cannot have fellow travelers. And when he says dominoes, he just means dominoes. You have to have interest in something. Andrew loves skateboarding. If you're going to be friends with him, you probably want to at least not hate skateboarding, right? Okay, so this stuff matters. This is what I'm talking about. As followers of Jesus, we would say that we have a common understanding of advancing the kingdom of God together, okay, as a community. But this doesn't have to be just that. Um, Basically... I would, I would say You your friends, whether you like it or not, are already your friends. <laughs> you don't always get to decide that. Typically, this is what it looks like. So he said, Domino's, you know, if you like Risk a lot or Battleship, right, the game, the board game. Um, if you love Battleship and you're like, dude, Battleship is life. Um, first of all, you're really lucky probably. And second of all, that's very strange, but it's okay. So you stand up and you're like, Battleship is life. And then another guy, like, is like, oh, my gosh. And he, like, stands up, and he's like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. You too, right? This is discovering who your friends are. You guys have probably done this some this semester and last semester. If you guys, you know, think about how did I become friends with these people, right? It's, it's based in this, okay? It's based in this. Here's what matters. Intimacy, okay? Intimacy is what defines this discovery. If you can answer questions about your friends and they can answer questions about you, that is what's important, all right? Please, y'all, hear me rightly. Don't allow social media to be the replacement for depth of friendship, okay? Y'all, me and my resource last week, we did this media fast and we basically gave up like all outside voices so movies music all social media news like all this stuff and a half of y'all are probably like how are you standing in front of me and not like dead already um and it was it was crazy but one of the coolest things that the lord showed me through it was how hungry i was for my real friends when you take snacks, basically, on social media and you spend time with people just because you look at their pictures or the thoughts that they express, you know, kind of like their highlight reels, um, you don't get that, that, like, actual satisfaction of being with someone in real life. Does that make sense? Okay, this is, this is something that's new to me, and I'm pumped about it. So, that's common understanding. We're going to move on. Common unselfishness, okay? Common unselfishness. That is essentially just the same thing as love. Okay, I talked about the two different types of love a second ago, and that's what we're going to talk about. So in Philippians um, two, three through four, this is awesome. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit; rather, in humility, this is this is it. Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Okay. This, this is so sick. Just that rather in humility value others above yourself, regard other but others above yourself, consider others above yourself. That doesn't mean that you have to lie, okay? If you're amazing at, you know, soccer, you don't have to say, oh, hey, man. You're, like, if you tell me, you're like, hey, you're better than soccer at I me, mean, you would be lying. Like, I'm not better at soccer than anybody. So, that would be a lie. Olivia knows. Um, <laughs> so, this is, this is not lying. This is. Telling the truth and saying, okay, what does that actually mean? How do I value someone more than I value myself? So you think about it, and you say, what do I value, like, in me? And you think, okay, I value my future, right? I value my dreams, my ambitions. I value my family. I value other relationships. But most importantly, I value my personal or individual growth, right? I want to become a better person. Most of us would probably agree to that, hopefully. Um, And so... How do I do that for others? It says, I will choose to value your future. I'll choose to value your personal development and growth above myself. And it's taking into consideration our friends, okay, above what we want for ourselves, right? I want everybody in here to be better than me. For real, I really do. I want everybody in here to be better than I am, do better things than I can do, and and become a greater person than I am, right? Right? And if we can say that about our friends, then we're loving them rightly, okay? Unselfishly choosing for the highest good of God and his kingdom or his people. Okay, this is sick, y'all. This is another C.S. Lewis quote. It's kind of long, but please, please hear it rightly. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it up carefully, round with hobbies and little luxuries, avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. Dude, when I read that, I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> like, y'all, I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm like, I'm like interested in a lot of things, okay. And so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I have a lot of interest and I can relate to people on different on different levels, right? I'm not just like a motorhead or or like I'm only into music, right? I kind, I'm kind of like rounded in that sense. And I like to keep it that way, okay. I like to I like to be surface level with a lot of people, okay? And here's here's what this like hit me so hard was to love is to be vulnerable, okay? I don't always do that. And here's something I'm working on. And and something that the Lord really spoke to me through through all this and and I hope he speaks it to y'all too is I need to let myself be seen for who I really am in order for my friends to love me for who I really am. Does that make sense? If they're going to if if I'm like, "Hey, I I want to love you," then i better like let them do the same for me. Does that make sense? It's not easy. And so i'm basically saying i'm going to go ahead and stop locking my heart up in the casket of my selfishness. Because i don't want i don't want to just continue to stop growing. I don't want to stay the same. I want to let my friends mold me because i i know that my friends care about me. A lot of us, this is awesome. A lot of us are just one friend away from having the course of our future changed forever. Okay? one friend away. This is what this looks like practically. You're like, "Yeah, that's cool. You know, I want to let myself be seen too. I don't really know how to do that." So, I have like incredible friends like sitting around this room, okay? I have seriously incredible friends that sit or, that are sitting here because I know that they have my be- they regard me higher than themselves, right? They, they 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 are unselfishly loving me constantly. And when I think about this, I remember um I was growing through some stuff and uh and, and they were like kinda like telling me like, hey man, like if you stopped doing this, you would probably be like better. Or, you know, if you started doing this, you would look more like Jesus. And I was like, Man, I don't wanna hear that. Like, like that's just getting on your nerves. That's just personal preference, right? But I realized I was like I realized I was being stupid, and then I realized they love me too much to let me stay the way that I am, right? They love me too much to let me stay the way that I am, and that is bec- that's how God is with us. He loves us too much. You know, you, you hear people say, oh, well, that's just me. You know, like, that's just who I am. That's just how, I that's just how I'm wired, all that stuff. That's, that's, like, silly, okay? That stuff is, like, so silly because that's saying that my friends don't know me well enough, and they don't, they don't care about me enough in order to help me change and become the person that God wants me to be, which is just looking like him, Right? So this is this is a huge thing that we need to, like, let ourselves do. Cool, that's super heavy. But <laughs> the next thing is even heavier, so get ready. Um, this is the next one. It's constant forgiveness. You're like, oh, I don't want to hear that. So I won't say it. I'll just let Jesus say it. Luke 17, 3 through 4. Here's what he says. So watch yourselves. <laughs> watch yourselves. Uh... If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent. You must forgive them. Okay? You must, you must, you must. Y'all, constant forgiveness to me, this is this is like what shaped me and Rob's friendship and made it y'all, we've been friends for nine years, okay? Have you had friends for 9 years that you're actually friends with that you just didn't go to like kindergarten with, you know what I'm saying? Like like we we went through some stuff. I've gone through things with him. He's had to put up with me and forgive me in certain ways, and I've had to do the same for him, right? And because of that, we've we've like gone through certain things and our friendship has become stronger on the other side, right? So thinking about this verse recently, um not super recently, I just remember thinking about this like, man, you know, I have a friend or whatever. I don't have, like, a good example, but basically I have a friend, and I, like, got fed up with him, right? And I was like, dude, this guy is so annoying. He keeps doing the same thing. He's not learning his lesson, right? And so I'm hanging out with him, and I, and I remember this, this actually happened, and I was like, God, how many times am I supposed to forgive this guy before I just, like, end it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like start to put up those walls. Like, I don't, if he's not going to learn, like, how many times am I going to put up with him, right? And I remember the Lord was like, Charles, how patient have I been with you? And I was like, <laughs> "You're right, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so and so as we, if it's constant forgiveness, right? this is like always happening, and it's always happening for and from, okay so so I have to forgive my friends, but they also have to forgive me. That's even more. <laughs> Sorry, my friends. Um, so we don't we don't ever harbor things, right we don't We don't let bitterness take root in our hearts. Jesus said this to Matthew six fourteen and fifteen. oh, yeah. For if you forgive men, their trespasses are like, you know, sins. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Jeez, man. So forgiveness is like there's a condition to it. That's kind of crazy, right? Like if, if I'm not going to be forgiven, like, like I need to be doing that, right? Do what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not doing this, y'all, constant forgiveness, whatever the opposite of that would be called, you can make that up, is why. So the first two, common understanding and, and common unselfishness, y'all, that's that's like decently like normal, okay, for like our world. Um, like all relationships kind of look the same, right? But constant forgiveness is like what sets sets. Our friendships, the deep, rich ones that add value to our survival, right? That's what's gonna set them apart. This isn't a normal thing. Typically we let bitterness set in, um, and, and what I call as is isolation, right? You isolate yourselves, you put up walls, even if you can't see them. Um and in in my like in in my mind, like isolation is the worst sin that you can commit. Uh you can argue with me about it, you know, you'll lose. Um just kidding. But for real, isolation is, is, is horrible, okay? Because it says, it says this, stubbornness, because of stubbornness, I refuse to start to keep growing. I don't care what that looks like. And when you stop growing, what do you do? You start dying, right? You start dying. And you get really weird, okay? Isolation always makes you weird. Trust me, I've seen it. It's really sad. So, we will move on to the next one commitment. Is this making sense to y'all? Cool. It's a big deal. So commitment, it's a big deal because I didn't think of it. Someone else did. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, y'all, commitment is is really what separates everything that I've just, excuse me, that's not true. So don't write that down. It brings everything I just talked about together. It's like It's like wrapping it up in commitment, okay? Commitment, here's where I learned commitment, y'all. The Lord of the Rings. Oh, that is good job, y'all. Okay. If you haven't seen this, please invest 12 hours of your life, excuse me, nine of your life into watching this. It will change your life. And I'm not just making that up. It really will. Y'all, I sat at my computer the other day after we broke that fast, watched like a two-minute clip of it, and I just like started like weeping. And I'm like, oh, God. And it's like it's not because of what it is like it's it's because of what it's saying the truth in it is so real okay and so i'm going to like oh yeah i'm going to run through the plot quickly so don't don't be lost here it's only it's not going to take 9 hours but still watch it so basically there's these two guys Frodo and Sam Frodo is the main guy he has to take This ring, it's evil. If it continues to grow, it will destroy the world with evilness, right? Bad, bad ring, okay? (laughs) Sam is his best friend, okay? And Sam, at the beginning of the movie, commits himself to Frodo. And he says, no, he says this, do not leave him, Samwise Gamgee, that's his name. Do not leave him. He He tells himself that. It's a really weird thing to say, right? Like, do not leave him, Charles Sombrio. Like, I will commit myself to you. So obviously stuff is bad later on in the movie. Um and or books. I've also read the books. I, I would say read those too, but that's a lot of commitment, okay? So just just watch the movie. Um So so Frodo Frodo's like in big trouble, okay? Terrible terrible trouble. Uh, one of his really good friends th- dies, spoiler alert. A lot of people do. Um, And so he says, this is way too dangerous for you to be putting yourself on the line for me, right? And he says, he runs off and he gets in this boat and he like starts paddling away. But it's funny because he's like a little guy. Um, And he's paddling away and Sam starts running after him, right? And he's like a big guy. And so he's like running after him and he's like, he's like, wait, you know, slow down. And this is what Frodo says. He says, I'm going to Mordor alone, right? If any of y'all seen this, you know what I'm saying. If you don't, hear me, okay? And this is what Sam says. I'm going to Mordor alone. Alone, And Sam says, of course you are, and I'm going with you, right? That's like real commitment, guys. This, y'all, when I think about Sam, I think about Rob and the friend that he's been to me. I I was wanting to make these stupidest decisions in my life. But Rob was saying, yeah, of course you're going to make stupid decisions, and I'm going with you. Not so that we can do it together, but so I can stop you, right? He is pulling me back into community. He is always doing these things. Does this make sense? Commitment is so huge, y'all, but it's a real sacrifice. It's a real sacrifice. The greatest friendships I have are the ones that were forged by fighting alongside someone else, okay? So when you go on a date, I don't want to look you in the eyes because that would be weird. Um, when you go on a date, you sit, lovers sit face-to-face, Right? And you're like, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so hot. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Right? And that's what lovers do. And that's fine, right? But brothers in fellowship stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder, ready to take on whatever's going to happen. Right? They are ready to fight against anything that comes along. And commitment means if I leave, then you're going down. So I'm definitely not leaving, not because I want to win this fight, but because I want us to win this fight, right? We are in this together. Sometimes, I'm almost done, uh, y'all y'all can come up, band, um, sometimes we look at someone, and we, or we look for someone to kind of like take us under our wing, right? They're like, you know, you're like feeling sorry for yourself, and you're on the couch, and you got like popcorn in your lap, and you're in your sweats, and you're like, man, I just wish someone would like bust down the door and be like, are you Charles? Sweet! all I like everything you like and we're going to go do all the things you like together right like that's that's how we think this is going to look right and that's like so silly that's like so ridiculous that's true insanity okay so if you guys hear nothing else i'm going to share with y'all the most profound spiritual truth of this entire talk okay so i know if if you can try to grasp it you know, really be trying to grasp it, but this is, like, a huge deal. If you want a friend, then you have to be a friend. Y'all, is that, like, really difficult to get? Yeah, it's, like, really, like, most of the time, this is, like, on a poster in your elementary school with, like, a puppy on it, like, helping a kitty up or something, right? Like, y'all, but for real, this is the most important thing that we, the the most important way we can think about friendship is that if I want a friend, I have to be the friend that I want to other people, right? And all these four C's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm saying, you have to take the first step. You have to go seek them out. You have to discover who your friends are and say, I want to choose you to be my friend, right? This is, this is like, this is it. This is what commitment looks like. So, we 're as we 're as we're fixing to like start worshiping, I want you guys to think about four questions basically like ask Jesus to speak to you on what you really look like, okay I want you guys to like evaluate yourselves but also like ask God like it 's kind of scary sometimes, but ask God to evaluate you in these different aspects okay and i 'm going to like put these questions up and um, you know so so be thinking about them the first one and, the, and it just goes in in the four the first four. Uh, what purpose are you living for? Is it something that you want your friends to be living for for too? Is what I'm giving my life to worth me having friends who are giving their life to that same thing? Does that make sense? Second one for unselfishness, are you letting yourself be known enough for your friends to love the real you? Are you gonna take off your masks? Are you gonna let down those walls and let people love you for who you really are in order for you to be able to love your friends? okay. The third one, this is the forgiveness one. Y'all, this is, geez, man. Is there someone that in here tonight that has wronged you? That you have not forgiven, even if they haven't asked for it, or realized that they ever offended you? Y'all, we need to be right with each other before we get right with God, okay? That's like, sometimes it hinders our relationship with him if we don't have these relationships right, okay? And then the last one is, are you committed are you willing to say, I promise to be your friend no matter how you treat me? Okay? Sweet. So, yeah, like when we start, y'all just be like asking Jesus like, Lord, would you, would you just show me what I look like? Would you show me what kind of friend I am? God, we love you. Father, we worship you tonight. Lord, would you, yeah, would you just be lifted up in all of this, God? Would you be lifted up in our friendships? Jesus, would you help us to see humbly what we look like, God? A lot of us might want to think we're the best friend that we are, or um, think we're doing everything right. But Lord, would you just would you just show us who what we actually look like? God, uh, we trust you. We love you. We want to lift you up tonight, God. Uh, we worship you in your name. I pray, Amen.